Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I am your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy. I play with human design and professional coaching to help people remember who they are and why they're here so they can spread love and light all across the planet. And I'm so excited for this week's episode. But first, have you, how have you been feeling? How have you been feeling? I have been clearing so much stuff, releasing so much, saying no to so much lately. And it's feeling so good because I know the more I'm saying no's, I'm no's as in no plural. I know that the universe is getting ready to send me something big. It's saying, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Let's get really clear on what you want. And then giving me the opportunity to get that clarity, clarity and say, no, no, this is not for me. No, this is not for me. And only saying yes to things that are absolutely amazing. Okay. So this week, we've got something totally new and different for you. I am releasing a, an episode that aired on the Just Follow Joy podcast this summer. And it's of me talking to Ariana. Ariana has been on my podcast on the find your awesome podcast, but this is our conversation where she interviews me on her podcast, the just follow joy podcast. I've never done this before. And I've heard other people doing this on their podcast and I really enjoy it because they're podcasts that I listen to a lot. And a lot of times, even if hosts do solo episodes, you just don't know that much about them. And even if you've been on my email list for years and religiously read everything I've written. Thank you so much. So much. I honor you so much. Um, you don't know all the things and you don't know. I mean, you don't know what somebody else is going to ask me. I don't know what I'm going to answer when somebody asks me even the same question. So this is an opportunity for you to hear, well, Ariana and me together, because I think our energy is absolute sparkly magic and to hear me being interviewed. And I've said it before, I'm pretty sure, but I'm super picky about my podcast listening, especially first thing in the morning. I've got this ride or die morning routine and I've talked about it before. I like go outside with my toes in the grass and I greet the day and I thank mother earth and father sky and the universe and mama moon and all the creatures and beings and all my spiritual guides for the brand new day and for my life and for my body and for my health and for anything else and everything else that comes up. And I have this whole routine and then I come inside and I meditate and then I do activation exercises. And when I do the activation exercises, I listen to a podcast, but not just any podcast. I only listen to podcasts where the energy feels right. And there are a lot of podcasts that I listen to like 30 seconds of, and I'm like, nope even if they're ones that I regularly listen to. And Ariana's podcast, the Just Follow Joy podcast, she posts it at 3 a.m. her time. So it's available for me in the morning because she knows that I love listening to it while I do my morning routine. It totally, it meets my, my vibrational expectations for the morning. So I highly recommend you pop over to her podcast, follow it, subscribe, listen to every episode, leave her a five-star rating and review. And of course, I would love if you do the same here on the Find Your Awesome podcast. Now, 
Ariana is super organized and she writes a little blurb about all the things we talked about this in this episode. So now I'm going to tell you all the things that we talk about in this episode. We talk about my very MG career path from marine biologist to triathlon coach to human design reader. And you got to listen to find out all the things in between. We talk about taking the leap when you have zero plan. Yeah, that's, that's how I roll. We talk about how to create abundance as a non-specific manifester, especially as a business owner, why you don't have to be one thing or have a straight path to a life of success and joy. We talk about profiles, human design profiles. I'm a four, six, Ariana is a five, one and how we learn and make friendships differently. We talk about what taste digestion is. That is my digestion in human design and my cognition. Taste is also my strongest sense. So I get a little confused in this conversation about what's what, uh, but you will still learn about taste digestion. You learn why the mind can never actually make the best decisions for you. How I know when something is true for me, how to reconnect with your body's wisdom, Oh, and you learn my least favorite vegetable, which also happens to be Ariana's least favorite vegetable. I hope this episode brings a whole lot of sparkle and joy to your day. We will be back with me interviewing guests on the Find Your Awesome podcast next week. But for now, enjoy this one. And remember, as always, you are a miracle. You are pure, golden, sparkly magic. And I love you. Go forth and be awesome. Hey there, and welcome to the Just Follow Joy podcast, the podcast that makes human design and woo-woo accessible and awesome for soul seekers and conscious entrepreneurs. I'm Ariana Joy, and I'm a professional human design reader, copywriter, and lover of all things woo. On this show, you'll learn how to use human design, spirituality, manifestation, and beyond in the day-to-day to create what you want in your life, business, or both by following what lights you up. You'll also get to tune into awesome conversations with some of the coolest people and experts I know who are doing incredible things by following their joy. I want to show you how to do the same thing. We have some really cool stuff lined up for you today, so let's dive in. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. I'm always excited to have you on. However, today is especially special because we have a guest who is one of my favorite people in the world, and we've been trying to have her on since the beginning of this podcast, but timing never worked out, so we finally get to have her on and I get to share her with you. And her name is Kelsey Abbott. Kelsey Abbott is an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, a certified performance coach, a mindset and mindfulness expert, and an instigator of joy. Through powerful one-on-one transformational coaching, human design readings, and weekly episodes of the Find Your Awesome podcast, Kelsey helps light leaders remember who they are and why they're here so they can amplify their impact and send ripples of light across the planet. She believes that the universe wants us all to be sparkly, F and our joy is our natural state. When Kelsey isn't playing in her business, she's bringing curiosity, play, and joy to triathlon, a sport she races as an elite amateur. 
And quick note, Kelsey is also my mentor. She is a good friend of mine. I love her so much, and I know that y'all are going to love her too. She's one of those people where when you talk to her, one, you feel like your soul is being seen, and two, she's constantly dropping these incredible wisdom bombs, and this episode is packed full of them. We talked about so much, but there was a lot about how to use your joy and what makes you different to blaze your own trail of success, especially when it doesn't match up with how you were told you were supposed to do it. And it was so sparkly and inspirational, and uh, it was such a good one. It's also a chonker of an episode, so I'm going to stop labbing and let's dive in. Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. (laughs) I am so happy I finally get to have you on the show. This is amazing. We've been trying to do this for like so long now. And the universe has been pushing it back, back and back. But I'm so happy that you have a show. This is like my brand new favorite podcast. And you know how I feel about podcasts. I'm very, very particular about them, especially what I listen to first thing in the morning. And this is one of my go-tos. You're, Thank you. you're amazing. You're amazing. I love you. Anyone listening, the podcast is just going to be me and Kelsey going back being like, you're great. Oh, you're great. <laughs> um, but Kelsey truly is great. Um, I consider Kelsey my mentor and I'm, I'm very lucky to have found her um, by chance. Honestly, like we found each other through another one of our friends um, who's also, who is a business coach. And um, I got a huge yes to get a reading from Kelsey and we have been friends and hanging out ever since virtually. We've never met in person. <laughs> no, I've never met most of my friends in person. <laughs> <laughs> the entrepreneur story. I've never met any of my friends in person. <laughs> like the people that I go really deep with, they live in the computer. I mean, they don't. They're real humans. They live in the computer. <laughs> All of Kelsey's friends are Sims. <laughs> They're AI. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, Kelsey. So for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and where you are on the internet? Hmm. (laughs) That's a big question. Uh, Okay. So officially I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach and an instigator of joy. And I host the Find Your Awesome podcast. So you can find me on the internet at kelseyabbott.com and on the Find Your Awesome podcast. Well, that's cool. And you've also had Oh, really? Okay. So first off, Kelsey is a manifesting generator and she is one of the sparkliest manifesting generators I've ever met. And she has had like a very typically like winding generator path of like exploring new things. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I got to make sure I can get this all in order. So when I, so college, I majored in psychology and art history and minored in biology. I call it a minor and a half. I didn't want to be a neuroscience major because I didn't want to take organic chemistry. (laughs) I still stand by that decision. Uh, And then, so from there, I studied dolphins, studied dolphin health and cognition, um, studied well, with Pete, my now husband, I helped him study coral reef fish. Then, so I got my my master's in marine biology, and did that for a minute. Uh, I like actually worked for the federal government, worked for an NGO, was offered a big promotion, and I said no, thank you, and I quit. Ooh, and wait, then, can I can I stop you there for a second? <laughs> yeah, because I love 
I love this story. I, this when I know people who are on my podcast, I'm like that person who watches movies. Who's like, Oh my God, this is the best part. Wait, stop here. Like, I need to, this is great. Pay attention. But, um, yeah. How did you, how did you know that you wanted to leave marine biology? Because that was big for you and you still love marine science. I do. It's just not the way I'm supposed to change the world, but I still care deeply about the environment, about marine mammals. I studied killer whales. I studied dolphins. Like I'm passionate about this stuff, but the way it all came to be in real life, I was working in a cubicle. I was wearing trying to like dress up wear professional clothes which is not me ew <laughs> I, the whole thing was like a no and I would I had bookended my days so I found a spin class that I absolutely loved so I was getting up at like 4 a.m to go to the spin class before going to work and then I was doing master swimming at night so I could like make it through the day with those two things. I'd be like, okay, I get to go to spin class. Okay, I gotta go to work. And then, <laughs> oh, I have swim practice tonight. And then every weekend I was just like, get me out of the city. I was living in Washington, DC, like getting out into the mountains in any way possible. And then I got offered, wait, no, first. First, I was on my way to the gym one day and I, well, this is all about my exercise routine. Really? <laughs> Somehow I ended up in Barnes and Noble, which was right across the street from my apartment, which was amazing, by the way. That's like candy store for me. And I came across this book called What Color Is Your Parachute? It's a well-known book about the Myers-Briggs type. And I took the, I think there was a test in there. Anyway, I'm an ENFP. And I have any people say that their type changes all the time. I've been an ENFP every single time I've taken one of those tests. And the description of ENFP is very much me. So I'm an ENFP and read about that description. And it's like, you do not belong in the job you have right now. You do not belong in, the, in a cubicle. You do not belong. And I say that one of the things I did was write government ease because what people, scientists would apply for a permit to work to do research on protected species. So that's marine mammals, sea turtles, endangered species of fish. And then we would assess what they could do without causing harm, environmental harm and harm to the animals, and then issue a permit. The fun part was talking to the scientists, most of whom I knew from my grad school research in some way, or like they were like rock stars in my world. So that was fun. <laughs> so you looked so happy when you were just talking about talking to the people. Yeah. I love the people. Yeah. Kelsey's a very six. much people. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll talk about because it's really cool, but go on. <laughs> so I love the people. And then I don't love sitting in a cube writing what could be summed up in like six words, writing like three pages worth of words that don't mean anything the pure <laughs> disdain that was in that sign <laughs> yeah so i did that so back to like so being an EF, enfp this is not for me and and i read about all the other types and learned that for those other types this job was perfect so i'm sitting in a staff meeting one day our, there were like 13 of us in our department and I'm looking around the room and I had this massive aha moment where I realized, oh, they all love this. They're made for this. I'm not, I'm out. 
And that's when then got offered this huge promotion. Like you would look, it would have like tripled my salary. And I said, no, thank you. I'm going to quit actually. Oh man. Wait, where did, did your mind get involved in that at all? Because I would have been like full stop because I tried to quit my last job twice. And right before it happened, I was offered a raise again. And I was like, okay, I think that means I'm supposed to be here. And then finally I was like, okay, peace out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> your mind yeah. didn't get involved? Nope. Wow. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not in terms of that. And I had no plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that, did we know we were going to move to Maine? I think we knew we were going to move to Maine. At the time, Pete, my now husband, was, he. so he had gotten a job after I finished grad school. He had been out a year already and he got a job in Oregon. They had said that they had a job for me too. That didn't work out. I was teaching some lessons in Oregon and I hated it. Teaching some lessons in a freezing cold pool. And so then when I got this job offer in DC, I took it. So we were finally going to like, he was quitting his job in Oregon. I was going to quit my job in DC and we moved to Maine. I knew that. And I knew we were getting married beyond that. No idea. Absolutely none. And then, so then we moved to Maine and well, we kind of knew, actually I did know that I was passionate about sharing science with people. Mm -hmm. I loved again, people, um, I love the way people would light up when I teach them some little science factoid, like as sea cucumbers breathe out of their butts. Everyone loves to learn that. Oh my God. Who wouldn't you just made my day. <laughs> so now everyone knows that. Um, okay. So we knew we wanted to share science with people. And the first gift we got from the universe was this little free local paper that arrived at the house we were renting in Maine. And there was something about the Salt Institute for Documentary Studies. We read about that and we're like, cool, this is like exactly what we want to do. Do we want to, we didn't know if we wanted to make films or what. We called them up and said like, hey, can we, can we like go here? <laughs> and we didn't really know if it was a school next week or the next day or it was like a really short turnaround. And there was some issue because Pete was, was Canadian, still is Canadian, but he also has his US citizenship now. And so there was like a, like he wouldn't be able to actually earn a certificate, but they basically, they let us into their documentary writing program. So that was nonfiction writing. So that was the first nudge. The next nudge was meeting Makai, who was our soul dog, still is our soul dog. He's just not in the physical form right now. And from there. Okay. So then started coaching swimming. I'd been coaching swimming since I was 16. Mm -hmm. I grew up a competitive swimmer. I was always coaching it on the side. Like in DC, I did a ton of coaching. Then the first thought I had when we moved to Maine is like, all right, where do I coach? Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that. Kelsey's a born coach. Sorry, by the way, of all the people I've met, like you meet some people who have found their calling. Like I'm really Kelsey found, I'm glad Kelsey found this as her calling. Thank you. So one day while I was coaching the swim team, I noticed that like the 12 year old girls weren't doing flip turns. And so I made a comment to the coach. I was like, what's up with that? And he said, their cores aren't strong enough. And I didn't really buy that, but I was like, well, I can help with that. Like, do you want me to like give them a core workout or something? 
And I started teaching that. And then the wellness director who taught like four core classes a week started just needing to cancel her or not cancel her class. She was like, I can't, I can't teach today. Can you cover for me? So I start covering these core classes. Then she's like, Hey, will you take them on? And will you add more? And then will you teach my spin class? And then (laughs) I think that's it. And then I started coaching swimming for a women's, a women's triathlon team as well. Then the science, the nonfiction writing develops into science writing. Mm -hmm. So I have a science blog I'm writing for a whole bunch of outlets, you know, making science fun and funny. And then all the funding got cut for science writing. I just happened to be looking at Facebook and see a post from someone saying, I just need like two more to do two more sessions to complete my life coach certification. And I reached out to her and I was like, what is life coaching? And where are you in school? Oh, before this, I was also a triathlon coach and personal trainer and triathlete. <laughs> yes. All, all the things. And and still science writing, but science writing's drying up. So then I, I talked to her and I was enrolled in the coaching school like a week later because I was super excited about that. Became a certified professional coach, ditched science writing completely, started coaching, started the Find Your Awesome podcast while traveling in a camper around the country for 16 months, retired from triathlon coaching, learned human design on my podcast, and... I think that gets us to here. I I think here we are. Yeah. Here we are, man. Um, oh my God. Okay. There's lots of things I want to like point out in this. So many. Because you like, then you like ran through, like sprinted through the last part. And I was like, wait, comments. <laughs> um, but first off, again, I want people to just see like all the different, like, it was like a pinball machine. You're just like this one, then this one, then that one, then that one. And like back to this and back at that. And that's being an MG, right? It's, it's, I really like this. Okay, this isn't as interesting anymore. Like when you or it it just ends for you. You know, as MGs, I think a lot of them are like, I, well, I'm really interested in this and so I I should hold on to it cuz that's consistency and that means I'm not a flake. But no, you guys just pick up things faster and when it's done, either you lose interest in it or the universe is like, mm, no, you're done. I'm not going to give you any more opportunities here. You're good. <laughs> and usually mm-hmm. you can you can feel it first, but and then like also any kind of generator, really anyone listening no matter what your type if you're hearing what Kelsey's saying, it's that she's following what lights her up, she's following her joy. For us, for we generators and manifesting generators, that's in our gut and it's excitement. It's like, oh my God, what makes me feel super sparkly and over the top, like there's champagne spilling out of my ears, you know? Um, but yeah, and, and that's what I've always loved about your tale. Also about how brave you are for just being like, mm, I'm done. I don't know what's going to happen next, but peace out, you know? <laughs> You know, I have a habit of doing that. You do. <laughs> I retired from social media. I did yeah. not plan out. I did not say, okay, six weeks from now, I'm going to get off social media. So you'll want to get on my email list. No. No. Instead, I just said, oh, I'm out. Did you, you let pe- did you let anybody know that that was happening? Nope. No, that's hilarious. Pete. I told Pete. I told Pete. <laughs> Hi, by the way, hi, Pete. I'm, I know you're listening. We love you. <laughs> um, yeah, that damn, that is so funny too. And um, yeah, especially, okay. If there are business owners listening and I'm sure there are, that is scary as a business owner. Like it's always scary to make a leap like that, but especially since we've all been told that social media is so crucial 
I know you have a little bit more of a story there too, with your, like your sacral yeses and nos. So what was it like leaving that behind? Because you said you just decided one day to drop it. Yeah. I mean, I was nudged from the universe and I had taken a couple of weeks off around the holidays. So that had been like six months earlier, five months earlier. Uh, Amazing. It was so I knew I was off for two weeks. I had like committed to two weeks off. And by the time I was nearing the end of that two week period, I was laughing when people were talking about social media interactions. I just felt like they were describing a cartoon and I could not it was just like grasp the idea that it felt real to them. I just wanted to be like, like jump up and down and be like, you guys, it's not real. It's not real. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it's funny. I mean, okay. So this is a bummer, but I had to type out a sentence. I never hoped to type out on Sunday morning this past week, which was into Apple theft and loss insurance had to put in a claim and had to type in, my phone was stolen at a bar in Pacific Beach, San Diego. And I sent it to my friend and I was just like, how have we gotten to this point in my life? But so I also have not had access to posting on social media or anything. And if, you know, I don't like to just go on and scroll anyway, but holy crap, it's been such an experience because I wasn't on social media for so long. And then I got back on it and then really didn't realize how it was changing, how I viewed the world. And now that I'm back off of it again, now I don't even have a phone. Hopefully it's coming in the next day or so. Um, it, it really, really changes things because you can't be looking at it all the time. You can't be getting yourself into these like sometimes pointless conversations. I mean, either with my, my friends who I see anyway, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's so funny. I had an epiphany yesterday. I was being interviewed on someone else's podcast and she asked me if my retirement from social media aligned with my human design. And I realized I can't remember which way your focus arrow goes, but I'm built for deep focus. Which is okay. Focus is top, right? Top, right. Yeah. Uh, we have, we both have left facing. Okay. Focus. Yeah. So I realized, oh, social media was a distraction. It was an energy leak. And so plugging that leak has allowed me to focus. I can get my deep focus without that. For me, social media, I was constantly thinking about what I was going to post. Me too. And even I would, we'd go for a walk and I'd bring my phone because I felt like I had to, like, I'd take pictures of flowers if I just needed like filler content. Mm -hmm. Like what? That feels so anti-Kelsey. It was, (laughs) it was so, I'm like, I want to be a hundred percent present. That is like everything I stand for. And I'm like, but I might need to like appease the people. Like you might need to appease the people. (laughs) No. Never. Kelsey wants to just be on her bike listening to No Diggity. With no I, do. I do. You get me. I listened to it on my run the other day. It was it was a remix of No Diggity. And I was like, I get this. I get it. <laughs> Kelsey and I were talking about musical tastes earlier today. Um, well, actually, right before this went live. And she was like, yeah, I just listen to trash music. I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. trash. It's literally just pump up. It's like the kind of music you'd listen to in like Orange Theory because Kelsey is an athlete. So like, we want fun music to listen to. <laughs> I like happy music. Exactly. Um, and Kel- Kelsey and I also are like completely different on um, 
not in art human designs. We do have some interesting differences as being generators and manifesting generators, but there's something called the Enneagram, which was like the first personality test I really deeply connected with. And my mom is actually super into it. And I'm a type four, which is someone who like turns inward a lot, um, especially when they're feeling like tough emotions, they'll turn inward and like do what's called emotion boosting, which means that like we, if we're feeling sad, we'll listen to sad music because it enhances the emotion because we feel it deeper. Um, and oh, woe is me. Um, and Kelsey, on the other hand, is on the completely opposite side of the spectrum. She's what's called a type seven. And they're like, oh, I'm feeling this bad emotion. Why literally, why would I want to live in this? I'm going to go for a run or I'm just going to, I'm just going to listen to no dignity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Type so sevens. Fun. We're here for. We're here to play in the light. Yeah. And the image I get when I say that is bouncing on a trampoline up into the light, and that's what I'm here for. And I'm here to remind other people of their light. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing you hold an ice cream cone at the same time, little vegan ice cream cone. But then I'm like realizing that the scoop would probably fall out. But it would, it, it would absolutely fall. I'm like, that sounds really stressful. It's totally going to fall and it's, it's going to get all over the trampoline and not in my mouth. Not in my mouth where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, but that is so cute. A little trampoline, trampoline jumping into the light. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think everyone here is, is here to enjoy the light, but there are different parts of, actually, this is in my, my chart too. Do you have gate 36 in your chart? Yeah. You do. That's really interesting because I have gate 36 too. And I'm very much like the deep feeler of like, let me elicit that emotion in you. Like at parties, I I'm such, I could be such a buzzkill because people are just like, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, this, this, this. So what's the most recent that like, let's talk through whatever's troubling you. I can feel something in your aura. Like what's going on? It's like, is your girlfriend okay? Like how's your relationship with your mom? (laughs) It just gets there. I don't mean to, it just goes so deep so fast, but anyway. So yeah. So deep focus arrow. And then you're also a general or non-specific manifester, which is something that was hugely helpful for me to experience, because I've definitely talked about this quite a bit on my podcast, but like really most of the people in my life now that I'm thinking about it are specific manifestors. Um, And so that kind of stuff just like never worked for me. And it always stressed me out because I was so much trying to figure out like my next steps, what I'm going to do next. But I really don't want to know that. Like, I don't care. And Kelsey was the person who told me like, you know, you're, you're built that way. Like, that's okay. And you can see that she's just jumped out of her jobs and been like, I don't know what's happening next. And things have come to her because she's a generator. That's how it works. And I've had so many bullies in my life telling me, Kelsey, you got to be specific. Starting from like being a little kid, like a swimmer, you choose your goal times. That never even worked for me. Just get faster. That works. But choosing a specific time, that's always put limits on me. I've never looked at the numbers on my podcast. I don't that's not going to serve me. Um, yeah, I had a, a bully, a business bully right before I learned human design. She kept telling me, Kelsey, you got to get super specific. You got to get super specific about who your client is, what she eats for breakfast and, and exactly how much money you want to make and all of that. And I just would like stomp my feet and be like, no, no. And finally, after a couple months, I was like, fine. And I tried it and it was horrible. Like I just kind of, somehow I managed to get specific, but I felt, I felt like I wasn't aligned. It felt like I wasn't me. I just, 
no, it didn't work for me one little bit. It felt like the universe had slammed the brakes and I was completely out of flow. And then like a couple months later, I learned about being a non-specific manifester. And I was like, I knew it. Ha. <laughs> Suck it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. And, and think that's so good to hear. Right. Because that was like the most stressful part of me launching my business was like, I don't have, first off, I don't have everything planned out. Secondly, this whole thing that everyone's telling me about, I have to get super specific about my customer and have an avatar and know my exact goal. Like there's even, there's, um, there's like a mindset, a a money mindset woman I follow who I love. But the one thing I really don't agree with that she says is you have to like be specific about your goals and like what you want, like, the number you want the universe to give you because then it, otherwise it won't know what to give you. And it's like, no, that's not the way that it works for non-specific manifestors. And yeah. The universe is so wise. Why do we think we need to tell the universe what to do for non-specific manifestors? Instead, the universe is like, no, no, I got this. Your human head cannot come up with something that is as brilliant as what I have planned for you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we just get to allow the magic to unfold. And it's so much less work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and that's partly because like, if you ask us, were you on me in five years? Ugh, well, we will make that sound. And then we can make something up because we're humans and humans are storytellers. But it, we'd like an hour later, someone would be like, so what'd you say? Where do you want to be in five years? And you'd be like, I have no idea. I made it up. Whereas a specific manifester speaks it into existence. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. Still the way that works. And quick reminder, you are a specific manifester if the bottom right arrow on your chart, so there are four arrows. If um, the bottom right arrow on your chart is facing right, you're a non-specific like me and Kelsey. If you have it facing left, you are a specific manifester. But um, yeah, that's so, it's fascinating. And I love this, like, okay, I want to go back a little bit to this too. So as an MG, how has that affected you showing, I guess, I don't have a better way of saying this, but showing up as who you are, because a lot of what me and Kelsey talk about in our, in our lives and our conversations and what Kelsey talks about on her podcast, because we're, you know, we're human design readers is the power of being who you are, even if that doesn't fit into where you are or what people think you should be. So manifesting generators are here to carve our own paths. No one has done it our way before. We are here to do what other people think is impossible and to do it with so much joy. So I remember as a kid, always carving my own path, which felt really frustrating at the time. I felt like everyone else had this map to follow. And I was like, I didn't get that. I missed that day. Like, how does everyone know what to do? And I would try every once in a while. I'd just be like, I'm sick of being like the strong one. And I'd try to do what they were doing and I'd last like an hour. And then I'd be like, oh, fine, I'll do it my way. I even remember in grad school, so I studied marine mammals and somehow there were a bunch of people studying marine mammals and I basically chose the program to work with this one scientist. And then I get there and he's already got three advisees. I don't know how that happened. And I get to carve my own path studying marine mammals with this guy who's more of an ecology type scientist. So it was frustrating at the time because I'm like, wait, why do they all get their hands held and like all this access to all these marine mammal people? And then I'm like off to the side. 
I was always like kind of straddling, like, I'm like, I'm going to carve my own way with marine mammals over here. It's being able to see that as an MG. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm just, I'm here to carve my own path always. I'm not going to do it the way other people are doing it ever. I am going to bounce around always. I'm going to do all the things. I had people early on when I started my business being like, you have to be, are you going to be a triathlete or are you going to be an entrepreneur? And I was like, I do not see a conflict there. I just don't <laughs> like sit at my desk as many hours as other people might maybe, or say they do, but I, I actually, I need them both. Even like, like I'll notice in the off season when training gets a little boring, it's like, go out for an easy run, go out for an easy ride. I will reach out to my coach and I'll be like, I need some intervals. I mean, we need to spice things up just a little bit because my inspiration, in my business will kind of go flat as well. You know, okay. So what's funny is that made me think of one of my friends who is in med school right now. She's also an MG because surprise, all of my friends are MGs. Um, but she's in med school right now. And, uh, this summer she has an internship at, um, a biotech company and she actually, probably wants to go into that, but she's in med school. Like that's not typical. Like most people are either taking the summer off right now or they're working at a hospital, but she decided to go work at a company. And I was like, typical MG carving your own path. Like as soon as I heard that, and I was like, well, that's, that's really, that makes a whole lot of sense. And I don't know why I expected anything else from you. <laughs> I just, I have felt from day one, like, I'm not like all the rest of you. Like, no. do you remember that? I don't know if there's a name for that toy where you're trying to fit the shapes in the, in the shape holes. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like that's me. I'm like this, I'm the star that like somehow like it's, there's an extra piece and it doesn't fit in any of the holes. That's me. Never it's fit. Like a, it's like a different color. It came from a different place. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this one doesn't belong. Like that that song from Sesame Street, like which one of these things doesn't belong? I was always like, they're talking to me. Oh God, dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at me. They're pointing at me. I feel seen. <laughs> I asked that too, because like, I mean, I'm not a manifesting generator, um, but I've always felt that. And I felt like maybe I'm a star seed. I don't know. This also could be that I'm a five one because we're meant to do things differently too. But it's not when you were saying like, I got tired of being the strong one. It does take strength to accept that you're different. It's not easy. And that's why I have a lot of respect for, I was going to say MGs, but really all the energy types, because they're each one has something that makes them really different. And most of us are some kind of generator in the world. We're 70%, but that doesn't mean you can't be different in another way. We're all unique. But like for me growing up, and this is where Kelsey and I, I think have a lot in common is growing up feeling super different. And how do you integrate that into your life as an adult now? Cause it's not easy. And I like spend so much of my time I'm getting better about this, but looking around and being like, I wish I was just more normal. Like I wish I just fit in, but we just don't. And in the end, it's our gift. And this is like, so me a little older than you looking around. Now I look around at life and I just laugh at how <laughs> I am from other people and how much, like I say, the people I go really deep with, I communicate with through like virtually 
And so then I interact with people locally and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like you're not my people. This isn't for me. This sort of interaction isn't for me. No. We were talking about that because I visited Florida recently and I was like, Kelsey, is everyone like this? And you're like, yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> yes. Um, so Kelsey, I want to talk a little bit. I want to shift gears here just a little, but um, everyone listening, you might've heard me say like five, one, four, six. So those are my and Kelsey's profile types. So the profile in human design is the closest thing to a personality type. So energy types are usually like, this is why I have the hardest time describing human design to people. Cause they're like, so it's like a personality test. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's how you in exchange energy with the universe to make things easier for yourself. And they're like, okay. And then they walk away. Um, but, so the, per, the profile is the part that will show up sort of like as the costume you wear. So if your energy type is the role, the, per, the profile is like the personality you bring to that role. I am what's known as a five one. Um, that means in so many words, like I'm called the heretic investigator. So I'm here to like learn things in one way, like learn things deeply and then like bring it up to the world and be like, Hey everyone, like I learned this and I'm, I'm here to interact with lots of different kinds of people. But Kelsey, can you explain your profile? Cause you do a great job of it. Well, thank you. I'm a four six and that means I'm here to talk to my people. Another like tip, get off social media, Kelsey, because it's not all your people there. Um, I don't necessarily know who my people are. It's not like I met these people when I was three and they're still my people. Like sometimes I meet someone for the first time and I'm like, oh, you're my people. And they don't have a, a limit of how many people I have. But I'm here to talk to my people and not try to convert the non-believers. That is a huge part for four sixes. And I had an experience that made me laugh when we were traveling in the camper. I just got back from a run and I met this woman who asked me what I'd been doing. I said I was running and I think I said I was a triathlete and she was then proceeded to tell me how horrible running was and it was going to destroy my, my knees and in fact, my entire body and I should stop doing it. Then she asked me what I did for work and I told her I was a life coach and she was like, I don't believe in that stuff. It's a bunch of hooey. And I think I just started laughing because it was so clear she was not for me. There was no point in trying to convince this woman like to like me or to hire me or like she was basically wearing a big neon sign and said, hi, I'm not your person. <laughs> so I was able to just note that and, and move along. Okay. So four sixes, we do love, we love the humans though. We love the deep connection. So in my business, there's a lot of stuff in the online entrepreneur space, like, you know, optimize by doing group stuff, get like hundreds of people in your program. And I'm like, eh, why I'm here for the deep connections. So I love the one-on-one -on -one work and occasionally I'll do small group stuff. But really I'm here. Connection for me is energy flowing from my heart to your heart and from your heart to my heart. And that's what I feel anytime we're together, Ariana, is like this deep connection. I love it. Me too. Uh, so what else? We are here for the deep end. We don't do the shallow end. And I say when I'm giving advice on how to support the profiles, to support a four, six, please handle the small talk for us. Like we do not want to talk about the weather. 
And we will be so awkward about that. So just have that conversation for us, please. Like be the, be the friendly neighbor because we love the other person so much that we would rather talk to them about their soul and not the weather. So yeah, you won't find us in the shallow end ever. And then we've got this role model aspect of us, which is, so we're, we, we learn through personal experience and through experimentation, like our whole lives. But as we get older, we are supposed to relax into the regality of being a role model. And I'm actually starting to see this and it shows up in funny ways. It shows up in one way is that, so for all four sixes know that people see you as a role model. And that means that like when I send an email, like out to my list, I don't really hear back from anyone except the people I've had this conversation with. So Ariana will write back and a couple (laughs) other people might write back because they know how much I love it. But other people, they don't write back because it's like for them, they're getting an email from this role model and this person doesn't need human contact. And I'm like, humans, I want all the humans. So that's just an interesting little tidbit of our design But yeah, we're supposed to relax into like not try to be regal and not cower from it, not hide from it, but be regal, which kind of shows up as being aloof AF Mm -hmm. sometimes. Kelsey texted, Kelsey messaged me that she was like, I see you relaxing into a six line as you get older, you're going to be AAF. And I was like, Ariana, Ariana F and you're like, no, aloof F. (laughs) So being a role model, that's affected like how people offer you help too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's been a, um, so that being the strong one is something that's shown up for me, like forever. You remember even like being in swim lessons as a little kid and wanting to get the teacher's help and the teacher helps everyone else. And then basically says Kelsey can figure it out on her own. And like that would show everywhere. Kelsey's good. She's, she's strong. She's got this. And I'm like, Kelsey doesn't got this. Kelsey wants help. So I learned that I have to like specifically reach out to someone and be like, hi, could you please help me with this? That said, I do notice that a lot of times I reach out for help on something and then it, it like shifts the energy for me that then I start figuring it out on myself or by myself. And by figuring out, I don't mean with my head. I mean, it just starts getting clearer for me. I recently reached out to, um, what do I call him? He's a physical therapist. He's also, he writes a strength plan for me every month. I have this like pain in my shoulder and my hand and my finger that I've had for a few months. And the, the guy I've been going to here basically said, you're fine. So he kicked me out. And so I'm reaching out to Andy and I'm like, can you help me with this? And then as I haven't heard back anything helpful from Andy yet, the strength coach, but in the meantime, I'm like, oh, what if I do this exercise? And so I've been playing with new things to try and address the imbalance because I moved the energy in that direction. And it's like, I can, I ask for help and then I can receive help. And the help doesn't always come from the source that I asked. Mm-hmm. 
mm, another example of non-specific manifestation too, and of your six line, because you still learn stuff through the experimentation, right? So someone's like, oh, oh my God, I just kind of put that together a little bit. Since the six is the mature three, it's like someone, people kind of see three lines the same way too, because the six is just the mature three line. So someone might be like, oh, it's fine. They'll figure it out on their own. Like they experience stuff. They'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Um, I remember Jenna Zoe was explaining like for one threes who are usually people who are interested in psychology and human design. Cause they, they're like, there's like psychological or emotional scientists at heart. Um, people will be like, like, oh my God, you just, you know, so much cause you experienced all of it, but real in reality, they've actually like researched a bunch of stuff just from everybody else. It looks like, because they look so experiential, they figure it all on their own and they can figure it out all on their own. So yeah, that's just. Whereas three yeah. fives feel like they're always experimenting and fa- failing and they can't, they literally have no idea what's for them until they try it. Like someone can be like, oh my God, don't, don't eat this. It's disgusting. It like burns your mouth and they're like, gotta try it. Or like, so I heard try. Did you say try this? I'm trying yes. it. <laughs> I know. I know a three, five. I can, I can only think of one three, five in my life. And that is literally exactly what she's like. like she, she would turn to me and be like, I knew this wasn't going to turn out well, but I had to do it. <laughs> I have to. And I, I have that as well. You know, it's so funny. I didn't realize, I really didn't think about how four sixes are that way too, because my mom, both my mom and sister are four sixes, but I see this a lot in my mom. Like for me, I just need to let, to learn. And then I'm like, okay, I know if this is for me or not. Like, I don't really need to experience it. The one line is an investigation line. It's going deep, learning more about it, reading books about it, talking to people. For my mom, she's always going to have that because she's a four six. She's always going to have that. I need to experience it thing. Um, and she has, she has open taste. Like, yeah, she has taste digest in her taste digestion, which we need to talk about because it's super cool. But so my mom will be like, oh, I hate this author. And then the next day she'll come in with the book. She's like, oh, I just needed to try it. It looked like it, like it was good. And I'm like, who's it by? And she's like, oh, it's that author. I'm like, you hated that. Why do you need, you, you said you knew. Why do you need to try again? And when I learned more about her design, I was like, oh, this is the way you're built to experience life. So I should stop being a judgmental asshole. <laughs> just because I'm not built that way. Um, but again, she also has open taste, which Kelsey has. And we've been talking about that lately. Yeah. So I have, it. I have open taste and taste is my strongest sense. So I have double taste. Yeah. Wait, so, so I'm basically built to go through the mouth, the world with my mouth open, just tasting, just licking everything. Take, just <laughs> licking everything. But what, can you explain a little bit about what digestion is? Digestion is how we digest information and food. And then strongest sense, it could be smell or taste or inner vision or outer vision. What is yours? Do you know? Mine is touch. Or touch. It can be touch or feeling. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it's basically like I'm supposed to experience the buffet of life. And so I get confused which part of all of this it like if it corresponds to my taste digestion or my taste strongest sense. But yeah, I will I was telling Ariana earlier this week, I was I joined an MLM for a minute and 
it was because people kept reaching out to me and saying, this would be perfect for you. This would be perfect for you. I so want you to be on my team with this. I really want you to do this. And finally, after like a few years of people doing this, I was like, wait, I, okay, I got to try it. I have no idea if it's for me until I tried it. And, and this is where the MG part actually comes in too, is I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I'm going to do it this way, this way that no one else is doing it. I'm going to try and like take this exercise concept and make it all about mindfulness. And uh, the whole thing wasn't for me. Like when I say a minute, I think I was in and out in three weeks. I would like set everything up, tried it, tried it and was like, no, 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 I'm out. <laughs> Wait, excuse me to anyone who doesn't like swearing, but that reminds me of, I don't, I don't know what movie this is from, but it's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, that's so funny. And Okay, this is actually something I've been wondering recently because we both deal with this because the universe is, in Kelsey's words, sassy. How do you know when, how do you know when is the universe like testing you? Like you should, and like to say like, oh, do you really want this thing? Or if it's the universe saying like, I keep showing you this thing because it's a sign and you should go that way. Yeah, I wish there was a really easy answer to that. But I remember when I first learned human design, got super pumped about human design. Then all of a sudden I got all of these offers to coach swimming, to teach swimming, to all these things swimming related. And I was like, I don't do that anymore. No, no, no. And then it was like the third no that I started being like, do you know something I don't know? Like, am I like, what, do, do I need to go that way? And then I think like was asked to help coach an athlete, like a, a triathlete. And I was like, what, what is this? And that's when I listen to my sacral, my sacral is not saying yes to those things. So that's how I think we need to go is like, keep listening. Wisdom lives in our body. And so just listen to our bodies just because we're good at something doesn't mean it's for us. Mm. That hit me so hard. I heard your voice saying that yesterday. I was driving on a bridge thinking about diff- like this one thing I am good at doing and I was good at doing it in my other job. And I just heard Kelsey being like, just cause you're good at it doesn't mean you have to do it. Mm. I learned that I learned that in eighth grade history class because I didn't think I was any good at history because there are all these people in my class who were always knew the dates of things and non-specific don't know dates and the general <laughs> timeline. And, um, early in the summer, so school had just ended. I don't know if we like, didn't get our exams back or something. I remember waking up in the morning and my history teacher is in our kitchen installing a, a water filter. It's apparently what he did in the summer. And he was like, Oh, Kelsey, you got them like the highest grade in the class on uh, your exam was just amazing. And I was like, what? And then this happened again in high school. And so there was a bit of like, are you going to pursue history? And I was like, no, 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 no. This is very much not for me. And this is fascinating because I feel like I see it differently from everyone else, but it was such a clear sacral no that it was, it was just like, a, no, 
I'm not going to do that. That's like someone asking me if I want to eat okra. No, I do not. Oh my God, Kelsey, you're the only other person I know who, we've never talked about this, who has a high distaste for okra. (laughs) Very high, very high. I do not understand how it is deemed edible. When I had dating profiles back in the day, back in the so long ago, um, I, I remember on one of them, I put uh, I love most foods, just not okra, never okra. And I got a surprising amount of responses from men just being like, why, you know, like okra, what's your problem? And th- it wasn't even that they wanted to talk to me. They just wanted to ask me why I didn't like okra. okra. I didn't re- to defend okra. I didn't realize it had such a strong army behind it. I think if it's like deep fried, it might be okay, mm-hmm. but I don't need to know. But, you know, you were talking about letting that wisdom fall into your body. So for you, what does that feel like? Mm. <sighs> Truth always falls into my body. I have an open ajna like you. Mm. So other people's ideas can go in my head and swirl around like a tornado. And it, it drives me crazy. It's like, so the way my chart is, it's, it's like really intense. Like I have all the open ajna feels with a bunch of exclamation points after them. And so it'll be this tornado. I'll, I can wait it out if I don't have someone with a defined ajna nearby. Cause if there's someone with a defined ajna that I can talk about this with, then I can ask them if I can use their ajna trash can. Cause they have a trash can in their ajna where they'll just be like, that's not true and throw it out. So I can like reach out to this person and be like, Hey, can you tell me it's not true again? And they'll be like, it's not true. And I'm like, thanks. And then like 10 minutes later, Hey, will you tell me it's not true again, please? So I can go through that route. And I'm probably at the same time also just letting it, if it falls into my body, then it's truth. If it doesn't, it's not for me. And you know what I realize is truth typically kind of goes right into my body. Mm. It's like, I will feel it on such a deep level and I won't be able to explain it. If I have words for it and I can explain it, I can rationalize it. It's probably not truth or it's probably not for me. It's like me. It might be me trying to appease other people mm-hmm. because we've learned that, that, that our culture celebrates logic. So our culture always wants to know, why are you doing something? Mm-hmm. And I find myself, we've all been trained that way. So I find myself, like, I remember when I decided to start putting more meditations up on insight timer, I even said, oh, I decided to put this on insight timer because, you know, that's just another way that people can find me. I'm like, actually, the truth is I just decided to put it on insight timer because I wanted to mm-hmm. period the end. There's no need to explain yourselves ever. Just like. There's no need to apologize for being you. I love that. See, this is why I love talking to Kelsey. Because every time I'm like, I don't know if you should do this. She's like, well, do you want to? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you don't have to explain why. But you know what's funny? Hearing you say, like, if you can't explain it, then it, it it's, and you still know, it's probably truth for you. What's interesting to me is that I've actually learned that 
I have the most trouble saying no to something when I actually already know the reason why I'm saying no. Cause I, I don't know what it is. I think it's like, for me, I'm like, oh, it has to be more spiritual than that. Right. It has to be like this unexplainable feeling of like me being directed by and guided by source and just like, oh, I don't want to be around that person. Cause I get a bad feeling from them. When honestly, if I don't want to be around someone, usually the thought is, I guess sounds like such a dick, but like, you're annoying. You're creepy. I don't like you. I think you're mean, you know, like there, I have reasons for why I don't like the person. So if I have a reason, I'm like, Ariana, you're just being a dick. Like you should give this person another try. I'm like, no, you know what? I was telling Kelsey earlier about a situation I had where I knew why I didn't want to do the thing. And, and all of my friends were like, well, I would do it. I would give it a try for the experience. Um, and I was like, you know what? No, I know why I don't want to do this and I'm not going to do it. Um, and also I was kidding around with them. I was like, why are you the two people I asked for advice on this? And they laughed. <laughs> yeah. I, when we, when we recognize that our head is just for decoration, <laughs> we recognize that our body is wisdom and our soul is light. And we get our thinking mind out of the way, like let it chatter, let it try and explain things. But know that the answers are always going to come from our bodies. I say this like I'm a pro at it. Oh my God, I'm so not. It's constantly a practice. It's like every day, remember the answers are in your body. And then sometimes I'm like, where's the answer? I'm not getting anything. That's just how it works. Trust, mm -hmm. faith, yeah. one paw at a time. One paw at a time. And it's the funniest thing when you wake up and you're like, Oh, I knew the answer the entire time. When you look back and you realize it was there, it was in your gut or in your G center or in your, wherever your authority is. And you're like, Oh, I knew it the entire time. I was just blocking it out because I needed, I needed a mental reason. Yeah. And I have an emotional wave. So I know nothing in the present. I have no clarity in the now. I, and I remember my strongest example of feeling into this was a friend, a friend client asked me because four, six, all my clients are my friends. My, like, <laughs> I love these humans. Mm -hmm. Um, so she had asked about doing a session in, in a new way. And I was like, Oh, okay. I made up some excuse for why I couldn't answer instantly. Thank you to pass me for doing that. But then I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, I feel the pressure again, like also exclamation points around my open crown. I feel the mm -hmm. pressure to respond. I feel the pressure to do what she suggested. And I was riding my bike like two days later and this just like, no, came out <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, there we go. That's a no. <laughs> Yeah. I actually remember recently too, I was so, okay. So Kelsey and I both have open crowns and open ajnas, which means that when in our open crown, we feel like time pressure a lot. And, and someone with an open root feels time pressure as well. It's just, it's going to feel different. It's going to feel like more like it's in your body. Um, and actually Kelsey and her husband have a great little bonus episode about this on the find your awesome podcast. 
Um, so definitely go check that out if you have either of those open, but she, <laughs> but we'll like voice message each other and be like, uh, we're getting really close to the end of this limit. Uh, I don't know what to do. Okay. I'm starting a new message, but I was voice messaging her and I was like, yeah, I have this. I mean, I, I want to throw this around with you. I have this opportunity. It seems like it's going to be a really good opportunity, but like, I don't know what I really want to do about it. Oh, it's a no. Okay. Uh, great. I love you. <laughs> it just pops out when you give your sacral some space to answer or any of you, if you give yourself some space to answer, which is actually really good for mental projectors and, um, self-projected, uh, projectors as well. Talking it out and rambling is going to be super duper helpful for me and Kelsey. Like we're just supposed to know, but yeah. yeah but also there's something to keeping your brain busy. Like when I run, I count to eight over and over again for unknown reasons. I don't know. I just started doing it and I'm not counting anything. I'm not counting breaths. I'm not counting steps. I'm just counting to eight. And I was reading a sports psychology book a few years ago and it suggested counting or tapping your thumb against your index finger as you're running. And it, both of those things, I think the thumb thing is a little too much like coordination, but it's basically supposed to keep your brain busy so that you're not thinking things like, like today we ran, it was 103 degrees with a dew point of 77. My brain wasn't thinking I'm hot. I wasn't thinking this is hard. My brain was thinking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I was also singing a song. And I kept, I felt like the song was playing in the background and I was counting in the foreground, but it's just a way to keep our brain busy. So our body can do what it knows it, it knows to do. Ooh, love that. Keeping your mind busy. So your body knows what to do. I, okay. I love that too, because one of like the, I think this is honestly even tougher pe for people who have defined mind centers because they feel so solid in their logic and reasoning and just like i'm gonna cut through to the answer cut through the bs and just get to this problem so um the founder of human design ra uruhu has always said that when you like the mind is an amazing thing it conceptualizes it gives us so many opportunities to share our ideas and the way that we see the world but if you put pressure on it to make a decision that's where things go wrong because it's not actually equipped to do that anymore like there was a time when it it was like oh my god cool we we're now guided by this let's use this all the time let's use this logic to build new cities and move humanity forward. And now we're coming back to our bodies. So he said that when you allow your body to make the decisions, you open up your mind to so much more stuff. So for you, you're saying, if you keep the, the mind, it's like the opposite. If you keep the mind busy thinking about what it's actually supposed to be thinking about, you open up the body to making its decisions and knowing what it's supposed to do. It's like taking, you know, when a, a puppy is teething and you're, you give them, you like redirect, like don't chew on my shoe instead chew on this bone. Mm -hmm. It's like redirecting the brain. Don't think about suffering. Don't go into woe is me. Think about numbers. Just count. I mean, our brain, remember word problems? Our brains are so good at those. Mm -hmm. They're just champions of the word problem. The word problem is not going to help you make a decision in your real life. Your body does that. Mm -hmm. What's one tip I'm interested to hear. What's one tip you have for people who are struggling with that for dropping into their body? Like, do you have a practice where you're like, 
Um, I know meditation is probably great, but like, is there, for someone who's like, oh, I'm really struggling to just like make the, this decision and I know it's not going to come from my mind, but how do I reconnect? Get in your body, like drop and do 10 squats, do a couple push-ups. do doing them really, really mindfully, some super mindful movement. Like when you're doing your squat, like really anchor each toe into the ground and then focus on what muscles, you don't need to know the names of the muscles, what muscles you're using as you go down, like really focusing on your form. And like, this can take you like 30 seconds, just bringing the energy in to your body. And yeah, meditation helps because it's like meditation is like giving your brain a bath. So, and I actually have a meditation where it's like you give your brain a bath and pull the energy into your body. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, even think about pulling the energy down to get mm. it in the wisdom center. When I was coaching clients, sometimes they'd get so up in their heads that I'd be like, all right. And I was coaching through it through the phone. So I couldn't actually see them. And I'd be like five push-ups right now. Just drop and do them. You can do them on your knees. You can do them against the wall. I don't care. It's not about strength right now. It's about bringing your energy into your body. And then they would be like, oh, okay. It's so clear now. It's a magic trick that is always available to us. And it can be like, if you don't have access to full movement of your body, it can be as simple as bringing attention to like your fingers even tracing your fingers, like going down one finger and then like, like kind of looping through where they connect and just doing it really mindfully. I love that. Okay. Kelsey, I just like, I feel like we only covered, of course, a small slice. This has been so amazing. And I have one last question for you today because obviously I'm going to have you on again. Um, but what is something right now that is bringing you a ton of joy. And because you're a manifesting generator, I'm going to give you three things. What are three things that are bringing you a ton of joy? <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Um, this just connecting with you. I love it so much. I am so grateful that we get to play together. And I think it's funny that we've only been doing it like what, since January or something since like, not um, that long. Yeah. I feel like I've known you forever. Me too. Yeah. I think we met in like November, technically, like we really like, re-met. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. Um, two is that Makai, my soul dog sent me two songs this week mm -hmm. and he knows exactly what I need. And wait, can you please share what they are? So people. Yes. Um, taste. <laughs> Shotgun by George Ezra and one foot by walk the moon. Mm-hmm. He does have impeccable taste. Of course. <laughs> he knows what mom likes. And three would be my workouts this morning. I biked and ran and did a strength workout. It's amazing. She's a, I, for, I have to remind myself, like she's a triathlete, Ariana. <laughs> like this is why she works out so much, but don't, don't try this at home. I'm an MG and I'm a triathlete and not every day is a three workout day. No. Yeah. Also she has a defined route and active, um, Active, active digestion. digestion. So yes. if you want to know what that is, then check out my interview on Kelsey's podcast. Thank you very yes. much. Yeah. We taught, we did such a good conversation about passive and active digestion. So oh, much it. gold in that conversation. It was, yeah, it was really, really good. But okay. Kelsey, I love you. And 
you totally rock. And to everyone listening, you totally rock. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Just Follow Joy podcast. If you want extra resources on human design, woo-woo, line business, copywriting, and more, go to justfollowjoy.com and check out the blog and courses. Join the joy on our email list for weekly goods and updates. And if you haven't yet, grab your free energy type mini guide. It's a simple guide for how to use your energy type in the day-to-day to create what you want and manifest with less struggle and grind and more ease and flow. And if you want some deep one-on-one human design love, come get a reading with me. We'll dive into your chart, unlock all of your incredible gifts that make you special and awesome, and find out how you can use them to make the big wins you're looking for. If you like the show, I would love it if you subscribed and left a five-star review. It's the best way to get this podcast out there and in front of even more people so we can all share the joy. I can't wait for you to join me next time, but until then, remember, when in doubt, just follow joy. You've got this. Bye-bye. Hey, it's me. Just popping in to thank you so much for listening to this conversation. And if you like it and you like the Find Your Awesome podcast, please leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and please share it with all of your friends. And if you loved that little taste of the Just Follow Joy podcast, do the same over there, please, and subscribe and follow everything Ariana is up to. And if you want to learn more about me, head to KelseyAbbott.com and find all the new ways that I'm working with people because it's really exciting over there. All right. I love you. Have an amazing day. Go forth and be awesome.